welcome to the Hadassah Collective podcast. I'm your host, Claire Marinan. The Hadassah Collective is a unique wellness-centered community created in and inspired by India, the birthplace of holistic health disciplines. The Hadassah Collective podcast brings together a carefully curated selection of my most trusted and inspiring innovators from every area of the health and wellness space. I invite my guests to freely share their gifts, their wisdom, their journeys, and their diverse points of view, discussing a vast range of topics, including shutdown and self-isolation strategies, integrated diet and fitness, yogic science, modern mental health, and holistic lifestyle, all to inspire you with relatable tools to help you consciously customize, support, and expand your life. In this episode, I speak with Avinash Mansakhani, who in my opinion is one of Mumbai's most innovative fitness trainers. Avinash brings a fresh approach to personal health, fitness, and nutrition. He builds programs that are suitable for real people living real lives, and he hopes to help them build confidence and regain control and power over their own health and wellness. In this episode, we discuss how the COVID-19 shutdown forced Avinash to pivot and reinvent his business quite quickly and how he is supporting his clients through designing creative programs and home workouts to support his clients through these interesting times when gyms are closed and movement is limited. Hi Avinash, welcome to the Hadassah Collective. It's so good to speak to you and to hear your voice after all of this time. How are you going? I'm good, I'm good. Great to uh, you're from you, Claire. It's been way too long. I know. I think that we haven't seen each other probably since Feb. Yep, that's which right. Is, I mean, right. it's crazy if you think about it. It's just crazy. But um, let's get started by talking a bit about um, COVID and where you've been, how you've, um, how you've been spending your time during COVID, <laughs> what it's looked like for you. COVID has been super, super interesting for me in a lot of ways also number one uh, just before covid hit i quit my job right to start my new yeah. company i was two months or three months into it when covid hit so the first few weeks was obviously um first few weeks was kind of like playing it out not knowing what would happen then when when yeah. i knew it was here to stay for a long time there was a lot of like okay i need to like pivot and I was like, shit, did I have to kind of quit my job at this time? Uh, and then it just went into full work mode. And that's just all it's been since uh, since COVID yeah, kind of great. hit. And I have to say um, hats off to you, actually, because I think that you were one of the first people in your space that was like, you know, how can I serve these people? These people are suddenly stuck at home. And yeah. I think that you're... Home workouts were amazing. I also really liked your funny content as well um, on your Instagram. I thought it was funny. But you really were one of the first people that came out and were like, I'm providing these home workouts. And I thought that that was really cool and really, um, really fast, actually. Yeah, it was so almost instantaneous. I, I actually announced uh, the day lockdown was announced in Bombay. That evening, like, I remember I came home from gym and they said from tomorrow, gyms are going to be closed. Like, I go to the CCI club gym over here and they were like, from tomorrow, gyms are going to be closed. So I went through all my Instagram account, uh, all my Instagram posts, added them all to my highlights, all of the workouts that were body weight. Yeah. And I was like, hey guys, y'all are going to be stuck at home for the next two weeks. Follow these 10 body weight workouts and just yeah. highlighted them. 
and suddenly over the next two three days that traction just kept going on and all and people were asking me questions and blah 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 so three days or four days into it i launched my online program and yeah first movers advantage hell hell yeah and suddenly like i saw myself building this vertical which i expected to grow maybe a year year and a half later because that's the most scalable option but i suddenly saw that vertical growing like super rapidly and uh, yeah yep, so that that was just like super lucky i jumped on on not lucky actually it was quite calculated but yes jumped on it as soon as possible uh, pivoted and a lot of hard work as well yeah man pivoted all that i had planned uh, into this new structure and kind of took that on yeah yeah and it was really good and i do agree like with your the instagram videos that you would put up i think that they really gained some traction because they were actually really usable like someone could turn that on do the workout exactly. and it was really usable right. but i have to ask you kind of joking joking a little bit but did you go into mourning when you heard that the news of the the gym's closing were you were you a little lost in your own space as well so um for the first month and a half i swear like actually for the first two weeks it was so funny because i was so lost on what to do with myself that i actually started putting up those content pieces on uh, life without gym you know like where yeah, i'm brushing yeah. my teeth and mimicking a bicep curl and where i'm uh, stretching <laughs> and mimicking a tricep kind of extension and stuff like that so that Im- imagine if that was the stuff that i was thinking of that that's the kind of like <laughs> hole i was in right because every yeah. movement i was doing in my life i was like oh shit i missed this gym So, yeah. um, but I think it was really relatable as well like a lot of people who are really into the gym and the gym is a big part of their everyday routine were kind of a little bit like you know what do I do with myself so I think that that yeah. was really cool that was really Sorry, cool Yeah it turned out to be pretty funny Yeah and um so the the shutdown and everything like that has sort of has worked for you or I think you've worked for it as yeah. well it's not just yeah. like a you know a, an overnight thing you you did really pivot um pivot your business really quickly and um i think that it was a service that was really necessary as well i think um in the you know in america and in australia the online space in terms of fitness is is really popular whereas i don't think it was as much in india and it was sort of a very kind of slow gradual you know um increase for that side of things but due to the lockdown it kind of really rapidly increased the demand for that so um i think that that was really cool and um so how are you feeling about um now coming out of the shutdown and how are your clients feeling like what's the collective energy you're sort of picking up in bombay so um when it comes to my clients bro like i i'm i'm actually shocked about how into fitness they've kind of gotten i guess they've mm. got to focus their energy into um a more productive kind of avenue so i started off uh, slow and over the course of the lockdown i've built i'm currently at about maybe 130 plus clients right and wow. what i'm really surprised about is they are even now more dedicated to fitness than me right so i would sit in the start and take them through certain basic fundamentals of fitness and nutrition and explain to them um uh, not exactly counting calories but quality of calories and how to kind of uh 
manipulate that and all and now all of them have gotten so extreme not all of them but quite a few of them have gotten so extreme that they are actually sitting and counting calories and doing all this all of their own accord like it's not my way of life i just planted the seed but they have taken it to the next level themselves right so mm. they're super into uh a lot of them are looking forward to um the lockdown kind of opening because i can then do a lot of community stuff with them as well right so yeah. uh, they all know each other only via my whatsapp groups for now so that itching to like have a night out together or do a group boot camp together and all so that kind of camaraderie has built with them uh, they want to get fitter i keep putting up challenges where they're kind of besting themselves and trying to like beat each other and stuff like that so i'm love i'm actually yeah. loving that kind of energy from there it's something i didn't think I'd be able to build a that solid a community um in Bombay right because over here people are very used to doing their own thing uh going to their own gym at their own time and kind of whatever's more convenient to you uh but this has kind of got these people in together across various continents and time zones and all and they're competing and they want to meet each other and they requested me requested me to do a zoom workout with all of them this weekend so we're going to be doing that uh stuff like that it's been good energy's been amazing yeah that's great that's great and it is i mean it has been amazing for resetting habits you know giving yourself the space if you have a kind of clear goal or something that you do want to change in your life it's kind of given space to create a habit around that so um i think that that's so cool though across all different time zones and everything like that people are a meeting and they've met new people during covid so that's that's yeah, pretty cool that's 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 one shocking part of it where at a point where we're not allowed to meet anyone but hell you're still making new friends with a common interest yeah. right uh yeah so yeah very it's, cool. it's been cool very cool so how did you get started on this path tell us a little bit about your early life and um how this like did any of that contribute did health and wellness contribute at all to your childhood what did that part of your life look like okay my early life is was very very different um so i was the stereotypical uh indian kid right i topped all my uh, i topped school in a lot on almost all subjects except hindi um i then went on to do my junior college where when no one studies in junior college i was acing that as well uh because i had the marks i was pushed towards doing engineering right it's not like i really wanted to do it i never wanted to do it but i had the marks so i did engineering um did engineering i almost dropped out of engineering at a point but then i ended up topping that semester and my mom was like how can you drop out of engineering you're topping it and all but i was like bro like but i hate this stuff but anyways i ended up doing it and all throughout engineering i kept helping my clients out not clients sorry all my friends out with their bmm mass media projects right um mm-hmm. so i was more creatively driven instead of the engineering stuff but finished engineering got placed in accenture where i kind of uh, worked as a back end coder right um that was hard i used to remember i used to travel two and a half hours to work each way uh work wow. for about 10 12 hours then get back that was probably the worst uh, two years of my life where i just had to like slog it out um i reached a point where i was like okay i'm this is not the field i really want to be in i want to do something more creative and wanted that kind of 
something halfway. So I got in touch with a friend of mine and we decided to open a kind of web solutions creative agency yeah. where we kind of yeah. married tech and being creative, right? So we made really quirky websites. We made the website for Vildas and Tanmay Bhatt and uh, stuff like that, you know, really out, yeah. out of the box kind of stuff. Uh, gained quite a few, quite, uh, quite a bit of traction and we ended up being kind of bought out by an advertising agency where there I worked for a couple of years, won awards doing pan-India-based advertising campaigns, switched a couple of agencies, and then kind of um, all this while obviously being in an advertising world, my health took a drastic, drastic like turn for the worst, right? Mm. You're working 16, 18 hours, you're doing all-nighters, you're sitting and eating junk all the time. Um, I had put on a lot of weight. I was anyways always a fat kid. After school, I had dropped 25 kgs really badly. And now I'd put on all that back and much more, mm. right? So mm. I was at about 28, 29 with my health really dropping, doing well with my career. But um, I kind of decided at that point that, hey, I I gave myself a challenge. I was like, hey, by the time I'm 30, I want to be ripped, right? <laughs> but this time I didn't want to like do it the bad way I'd done it before without knowing anything. So I started researching. I studied a lot of stuff. I experimented with different genres of fitness, different genres of nutrition, uh, kind of felt my way through a lot of stuff and actually within four, four and a half months ended up with that six pack, right? Um, so now I was kind of addicted to the process. So I started blogging about fitness and I took friends on. I took a friend who was overweight I took a friend who was underweight got them to their goals I took a girl who was in the middle who wanted to kind of just get ripped but was already pretty skinny so basically experimented with different like body types and started kind of molding them or whatever sculpting them to their goals yeah. and started just yeah. doing this on the side there came a point where a company wanted to launch in India they were a fitness tech company um, they got in touch with me via Instagram to model for their launch. Mm. So mm. I went to model for their launch and while somebody else was shooting, uh, like another model was shooting, I was sitting over there talking to the uh, launch manager and the vice president and basically kind of telling them, okay, if you're launching in India, these are the kind of, this is where you should put your money in, this is how much you should spend on online, spend on offline because digital marketing was my thing at that point, yeah. right? So I was like, okay, this is where you should, this is what your CPC should be, blah, blah, blah. Um, and these are the studios you should get in touch with because I was part of the fitness kind of sphere as well. So I had these conversations. I remember we went out for drink, had a great, great time. Um, and then a month later, they were like, listen, you seem perfect for this job. Do you want to be a general manager? So uh, I, <laughs> quit my I quit my advertising life, jumped into the fitness sphere, uh, I was still kind of doing creative tech and marketing, but at least it was in the sphere I kind of enjoyed, right? Um, ben was there for about a year or two. While this was happening, obviously got to study the fitness industry in India inside out. Yeah. Uh, understood yeah. what was missing from it, where people were going wrong, what was the miscommunication and education that was being put out, which was actually taking people on the wrong part or the wrong approach to fitness. Yeah. And yeah. it just came a point where last November, 
I just reached that tipping point and I was like, okay, I want to do this full time. Fitness is my passion. I want to make it my profession now. And I pulled the plug and I just jumped into it. And um, that's what's brought me here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Start Fight the Sunrise. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And you know what? I, I do. Let's talk about your approach to fitness because I do think that this is where you stand out and your approach is yeah. quite different. You know, um, you're not about depriving yourself in terms of diet and um, you're not about going crazy. I mean, you don't even have to do burpees if you really don't want them because no one could ever make me do burpees. But um, <laughs> I hate them. But if you want to, then you can, obviously, if you're some crazy sick person that really enjoys that. But, um, I love you know, I, I really like your approach to fitness in that, in that yeah. way, that it really is about a lifestyle. It is about... for. Uh, an approach that's for real people who live real lives. Right. So tell us right. a little bit about your perspective and, and how you come at Basically, that. Basically, when uh, considering I have kind of been in all situations where I was overweight, I was overworked, I didn't have time to work out, and I wanted to lose weight, uh, and I kind yeah. of experimented with everything, I kind of reached a point where, okay, I found this kind of sweet spot, or not sweet spot, but basically a balance of life is where... Um, you enjoy the fitness part of it and you enjoy a healthy relationship with food. Once you get that healthy relationship with food in check, you do not have to deprive yourself of anything. You just have to keep in check quantities of what you're eating, right? So with my clients, they're allowed carbs, they're allowed sugars, they're allowed uh, alcohol, they're allowed um, anything, man. There's nothing I deprive them of at all. Uh, I just program their workouts according to their body types and I, I give them kind of portions in which to stay in control on what they're eating right i teach them how to manipulate the carbs to work for them how to manipulate sugars to work for you how to manipulate uh, and any kind of uh, thing that you want to eat you can make it work for you in a different way yes you may lose yeah. out or compromise on nutrients and all once in a while but that's okay this is normal this is life that we have to lead we are the people who I'm dealing with are not athletes or actors who need yeah. to be ripped 24 7 right these guys want to get healthier slowly and slowly and get fitter and there's this very easy way to do that without devoiding yourself of anything that you enjoy yeah I think that's a different thing as well in in the um fitness industry as well is that there are a lot of um programs out there that sort of program people to be dependent forever you know, and yeah. um, so I like yeah. that you kind of graduate people out and you empower people to sort of take control themselves and understand their bodies themselves. I think that that's really powerful as well. Avinash, tell me about your approach. Let's talk about that because I think that your approach is very interesting um, with regards to fitness and nutrition. And I think it's something that really differentiates you um, in the industry because what I love about your program and your approach to fitness is it's not about depriving yourself um, in terms of diet and it's also not about killing yourself with really extreme exercise routines that um, that people are not going to stick to. So um, let's talk a little bit about that and how you sort of came came to that approach. Right. It's really about real people, I think, living real lives. And, and that's what I, I really like about it. Exactly, right? So my whole the whole thing is with my approach about nutrition is because I made all the mistakes myself, right? 
uh, the whole point about getting fit and with health and nutrition is to lead a very sustainable life, right? I stop believing in the short-term solutions and stuff like that. So with my clients, I kind of teach them how to live a balanced lifestyle, how to develop a good relationship with food. Uh, I do not let them deprive themselves of anything. They're allowed carbs, they're allowed um, sugar, they're allowed alcohol, uh, they're allowed to eat at any time in the day. I don't believe in kind kind of timings when it comes to that as well, right? <laughs> so I teach them how to kind of manipulate manipulate the carbs, manipulate the sugar to kind of help them to achieve what they want. Uh, at the end of the day, none of my clients are athletes or maybe actors who need to be ripped or at a really low body fat percentage, maybe like 24-7, right? They're all just yeah. working to get healthier and fitter and then that's it so that's kind of why i tailor them towards i teach them how to fuel their body using different foods and the whole point of the way i work is after about five to six months i like you shouldn't need me you should understand your body so well and have such a great relationship with food where if you want to eat that pizza you know how to compensate for it or how to work out to compensate for it in the next meal or you realize okay i've eaten these many carbs in this meal maybe i can eat less in the next meal or any other way right so I kind of teach them how to deal with a lot of things and like I'm so happy because I've kind of reached that place where five to six of my clients have reached that six month mark five month six month mark where they don't need me anymore to sit and kind of teach them how to eat anymore they know their body they know what goes into their body they know how it fuels them how they feel after they each eat different kind of foods and kind of deal with it themselves. The only thing they do come to me now for is to program a workout if at all need be, right? So yeah. that's kind of the approach. Even with me, um, I love chocolate. I don't think I, like I eat bars at a time, but I learn how to compensate <laughs> it with different things. And even in the last seven, eight years, except for one week in lockdown, I've not gone a weekend without drinking, right? I enjoy my drinks. Um, Fight the Sunrise as a name kind of came up came about because I used to host events uh, where the parties used to go on till sunrise. So it was like kind of fight the sunrise and keep partying. Uh, and then the name kind of stuck, which is now it's become Fight the Sunrise Fitness. And people keep thinking it's because I have to get up in the morning and work out, but that's totally not the case. But yeah, so basically sustainable life enjoy what you're doing the moment this becomes like a prison where you can't eat carbs or can't eat certain kind of things and uh, stuff like that you're not going to enjoy the process like i don't have a problem with white rice i don't have a problem with white bread if you actually look at these things they are far more healthier low calorie than the other stuff out there right show me a bodybuilder athlete who doesn't eat white rice stuff like that so there are myths out there that people kind of overcomplicate nutrition and fitness too and therefore kind of go into the spiral and then can't handle it anymore so if you kind of understand the basic fundamentals it's actually really really simple uh, fitness and nutrition just basically come down to maths right and it's one yeah. equation of whether you can stick in stick within it it's fine you can really live a well-balanced life yeah and i think it's also about you know as i said real people living real lives when you start to aim for perfection, then you then sort of need to put a time limit or, you know, in three months, I'm going to do this and I'm going to just do this for three months and then I'm going to, you know, stop doing it. Whereas I think it's more about, 
you know, making sort of small changes exactly. to, and making progress. So, I mean, that's you know, so well rather than, that's yeah, so well said because the one thing I hate about a lot of these, not hate, I don't like that word, but a, one thing I don't agree with a lot of these other um, kind of programs out there is that they kind of give a deadline to fitness and health, right? Like yeah. get ripped in 21 days or get ripped in eight weeks or whatever, 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 right? I just don't understand that concept. Like health is a thing that should be ongoing. Uh, my tagline for my company is constant renovation, right? Because you need to keep yeah. improving and keep going. There's no deadline to fitness. Uh, you can keep peaking. It's, it's like you're running a company. You keep want to keep growing, right? So why why would you ever give yourself a deadline to do something uh, like that? So I, I completely believe you're right, man. Like, I don't believe in... Yeah, I, I think it's like a lot of things as well. And uh, maybe this is just our kind of, you know, human instincts that we are so um, results-focused and we're so destination-focused, whereas... Right. With something like that, your health and even your nutrition and how you balance out your nutrition, if it's really about falling in love with the process and um, enjoy, making sure that you're enjoying that. What's funny is obviously the first, because obviously for the last few months I've been getting results where everyone's coming out with abs, right? Uh, yeah. So the first question I get is, how long will it take me to get abs? Then they'll send me a picture. Do you think I can achieve it in two months? How long should I do your program? So, and I'm like, bro, I mean, first of all, it depends person to person. I'm never going to give you a timeline to get abs. It depends on how much effort you put into it and what you want from it. And then they'll be like, how long should we do your program for? And I'm like, listen, my program is ongoing. You do my program till either you're satisfied with your body or you're unsatisfied with me. I'm not giving you a timeline, right? Uh, so, yeah, man, it's just people just want there's quick fixes they want deadlines stuff like that that's mm. that's not the way yeah, nutrition or your body works but i think what's really ironic in that is that during this lockdown period like i've honestly been blown away by some of the results that you've been seeing like with your clients i've seen on your instagram feed and things like that the results that they've been achieving are phenomenal you know and so if, and again, that's a kind of testament to the process and the focus of these like small realignments can right. get you really right. amazing results. So, exactly. Um, I, I mean, I've been kind of blown away. I mean, I've actually basically put up not even 10% of the other results that are out there mm -hmm. only because every time I put up a result, I get an influx of clients and I can't handle those people <laughs> more. So I'm kind of want to space them out. But these yeah. these guys have been amazing, man. Like, obviously, I'm yeah. just guiding them. The work is coming from them. But I, I'm actually more amazed with how kind of dedicated and stuff, uh, like, they're kind of following the stuff to the T. Some of people are, like, they're going, surpassing my expectations. Like, I, when I program stuff, I put a 25% threshold knowing people are going to fall below that threshold. People are going above yeah. the other way. And I'm like, bro, what is wrong? What's wrong with you all, man? Like, calm down. <laughs> but yeah, cre it's, it's, creating yeah. some athletes out there. Yeah, man, the it's been good. So, suddenly these guys are beating me at workouts and all. And I'm like, y'all need to calm down. Yeah, I think it's also a really healthy approach to, to, to provide education. And with the 
with the means and the intention that people can eventually empower themselves and guide themselves. They know their body so well that they actually don't need you. I think that's something that's quite different in the fitness industry as well. A lot of programs and things, you know, want you to become dependent right. on, on right. them and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. So I think it's really cool. And I also think it's, it's great when people kind of graduate out, and I, I think that you're going to start to see this within your community, is that people are going to graduate out and it within that community, your group classes, your Facebook groups, your WhatsApp groups and everything, you're going to have like inbuilt encouragers and trainers For that have already sure. kind of understood that, the concept. I mean, I mean it, it's already Amazing. on the way happening, right? So uh, people yeah, who have kind of surpassed what they wanted to achieve and now know the stuff, uh, I'm now putting them in charge of maybe certain clusters, right? Um, and it's kind of worked this whole part like I think I'd mentioned this before that uh, when I made the switch and did this it wasn't about the money that's why I don't yeah, care so much about retaining a client I want them to learn get what they can out of me and then move on right I did this more to kind of transform people's lives because I saw the change it made to my life made me more confident yeah. uh, that doing certain workouts which just test you so mentally that you realize, okay, if I can do this and break it up into this, I can kind of achieve everything. This has actually come to me, not from me, but from my clients, where two, three of them have told me, yeah. like, bro, after doing your workouts and spending some time under your program, my outlook towards life and challenges have changed, right? I now know how to break up a certain task into smaller tasks, achieve that task, then go on to the next stage, which is kind of the way I teach them to do workouts, which are maybe too daunting, right? So stuff like yeah. that is just what makes this all worth it and like you said as like what you mentioned a little bit before uh, where education is so important and I think that actually is the key on why I'm kind of different because before you come on board to my program I spend an hour with you one-on-one -on -one explaining fitness nutrition and the fundamentals to you right so that you can make informed decisions and you know what you're going to be getting into so I think that has kind of helped these guys a lot and completely right, man. Like, education does make a difference rather than just going on and following some program and diet, not knowing why you're doing that stuff, right? Which is what most of people are doing. They'll go to one nutritionist, get a whole bunch of things, just eat that every day for lunch, dinner, and whatever. Go to another guy who program his workouts and then not understanding why they're doing those things, which I believe is what is really important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So because I know you, I kind of know that your mentality with regards to fitness and your, your own fitness is, could I say that your workouts is sort of a form of moving meditation for you? That's where you find your kind of groundedness and connectedness? Uh, I'm actually, I guess, I, I guess you're right. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's been my release. It's been my way of just spending time with myself, getting my thoughts together. Uh, I yeah. cut out everything else. Um, like I said before, for the last 12 years or whatever of my life where I was in that corporate kind of scene, uh, the four, last four of those eight years were really... Uh, I, was, I was never happy in that whole corporate sphere. I was just doing it because I was good at, good at it. And workout kind of became my release and the way I kind of dealt with everything. And... Um, it's continued to be so, man. Like, it, it just brings me that peace. I look forward to it. Like, a lot of people ask me, like, if someone wants to hang and they'll be like, bro, bunk your workout today. 
uh, what's the big deal? I'm like, bro, it's not about the working out. It's just about me needing that time. And yeah. it's something I want to do for myself. It's got nothing to do with, okay, I, I know I'm not going to lose a muscle if I don't uh, work out or I lose some gains if I don't work out for two, three days. I know that's not going to happen. But I do it because I love that one, one and a half hour I get to myself over there. And just yeah, that's, that's your so, yeah, it's my time. It's yeah, my and happy, I mean, I can relate to that because before I ever was into, before I was ever into meditation, like running was my first, you know, feeling of that, right. of that space and that time, time to yourself. So I totally relate to that. And moving into for, off that into, you know, have there been any sort of rock bottom moments in your life, and um that you feel have shaped your path and that any of these kind of wellness modalities or working out have, have helped you come through and helped you navigate? Uh, I've not had really super hard rock bottoms. There were more kind of rock bottoms I put myself into mentally uh, because yeah. of not being happy in what I'm doing. I always had this anxiousness of what am I doing with my life? Where is this going? Uh, I'm not just I used to never I used to never have like that job satisfaction in terms of uh, I was always like what's next what's next what's next I'm not happy I'm not happy um, and like I said just working out helped me through all that um, and truthfully man ever since I made this switch I made the switch in November and I'm like it wasn't a thought process in terms of money and all I was just like I just want to do what I want to do what I enjoy doing yeah. and I'm like I have the qualifications. I have job offers lined up. If I ever need to come back, I can come back. But let me give this a shot for like a year or two and see where it takes me. And even in the first few months and then COVID hitting where obviously I wasn't making enough money, um, I have never been happier. Right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I get up each day and I'm like completely chill. There's nothing on my mind because I know my space so well. I'm so happy with what I'm doing. Um, yeah. it's, it's just changed. Like I, I keep telling myself, man, what was I waiting for? Why did I wait till I was 32 to take that leap? Why didn't I do it when I was like 25, 26 and stuff like that? Yeah. Right. Uh, but I guess better late than never. So um, yeah, yeah that's... I mean, don't worry. 32 is not that old. It's a... <laughs> you're good. You're good. <laughs> and um, what do you, what has felt like your biggest failure? Um, and what do you think you've learned from that? Uh, I don't know. Maybe just really. that, actually, that you waited. You, you allowed yourself to yeah, stay I just in, think here and something. My biggest failure was not realizing um what i was doing i was just following societal norms and doing stuff because i was good at it right which is so sad because i know of so many other people who are still in that situation who just haven't taken that leap of faith uh to put it in a better way though to be fair it was very calculated a uh, calculated leap of faith with me i did do enough research yeah. in the industry I did know where I was getting into. I knew that, hey, even if I made this much, I would still be able to live my life comfortably. Uh, So it was a calculated leap of faith. But um, yeah, I mean, I just think, wish I had done it earlier in life. Yeah. I think actually something else you touched on earlier that really made me a little sad or it made me think of, 
you know, what a lot of kids go through, you know, even when I was at university and stuff like that is in choosing, you know, when you look back at your university time, I think, wow, how fun would it be, you know, like you're, you can choose anything you want to do, you can study anything that's really interesting for you. But when you're in that moment in life, it feels so pressurized that your entire existence hangs on that choice and that moment. And so even for you, you were like, oh, I didn't like engineering, but I had the grades for it. So I shouldn't waste that opportunity, even though it wasn't, you know, it wasn't something that was lighting you up at all. And I I keep thinking like, like when I got suddenly fit, um, I, I remember I went to forget to train and I was training with kind of athletes all over the world and I was older than all of them and I was beating them at workouts. And I was like, damn, if I had got into the stuff and had more freedom and maybe tried out something in the athletic space and stuff like that, God knows, man, I would have been doing something I love for years and maybe been professional at it in the athletic field because obviously competing now at this age is way, way tougher, right? Uh, Athletes normally peak by 30, 31, 32. Not that age is a number, but I'm just saying... Uh, so yeah I just keep thinking about if I hadn't if I had had the guts to stand up to societal norms and not be like okay not have that guilt of no I have to do engineering I have to do my MBA and stuff like that yeah um I guess that I don't know if that counts as a failure but it I don't think it's a failure, but I think it's definitely something that you learned. And what has your greatest success been so far? And what have you learned from that? Uh, I think my greatest success hopefully is yet to come. Uh, I I don't want to define something as being my peak point because I'm hoping the peak is yet to come. Uh, (laughs) But um, yeah, I've, I've been... Happy so far with the stuff I've done. I've never, um, I've always seen myself more as a jack of all trades kind of scene where I do pretty well in the stuff I'm doing. Uh, now I'm hoping fitness is where I have that peak. Let, let, yeah, let, let, let's have this question in a few years. Yeah, okay, done, done. And um, so describe in more detail your services and your programs. What does it look like to join the Fight the Sunrise community and get onto one of your programs? What can people expect? Right. So basically what currently I've put my website and everything on hold. So if you want to contact me and you're interested in getting onto the program, I'm just an Instagram DM away on fight.the.sunrise. Um, how it works is basically once you get in touch with me, I book an induction spot for you. Uh, through that induction, on that in- on that induction slot, I will, like I explained, take you through certain fundamentals and basics of fitness, nutrition, your body, uh, why you're going to be doing what you're going to be doing, how to manipulate carbs, how to manipulate sugar, how to manipulate alcohol, how to manipulate ordering from out. Uh, I will then take you through certain myths and facts that people are kind of getting wrong and where people going wrong or people normally do go wrong. We then get into more deep dive more into the exercise part of it and understanding your body. I then will then go and spend some time understanding your goals, injuries, allergies, uh, lifestyle, stuff like that. And then I kind of chalk out a plan for you, which you get access to via an app. Of course, I'm always available. Um, Except for Sundays, you can kind of message me anytime and I'll respond to you. And then we do a review about three and a half weeks later, uh, understand what went right, what went wrong, 
and then I tweak for the next month. So that's kind of how it works um, as of now. That's the online kind of vertical. There will be certain fun things coming up and I have C4 verticals planned post-COVID, uh, which I will keep you all in the loop when it does start. Yeah, yeah, please do, please do. And so um, what is one practical tip that you can give our listeners right now if they're sort of thinking, especially if, the, I don't know, are the, the gyms open now in Bombay or not? Still? No, not yet. So there's a whole um, yeah. there's a whole campaign, not campaign, but kind of like a protest thing going on because they've opened everything except gyms. And the mm. kind of fitness lobby is like, dude, we're losing money the most, right? Because our rents are the most, our equipments are the most expensive and stuff like that so uh, about 40 percent of the gyms in bombay have already shut down for good right so that's the kind of scene going on here so uh no no information from the government yet with respect to this um but hopefully i i I see by at least end of this month they have to open at some capacity if not nothing yeah it's going to be tough to then to I'm sure there will be precautions as well in terms of social oh, yeah, distancing oh, and things yeah, like that and, and those sorts of things. So, and the amount of people you can have in there. But so if we've got people that are at home right now and they're, they've been, you know, maybe used to, they, maybe they've been used to playing sport a lot pre COVID yeah. and have kind yeah. of, you know, become, you know, they've been at home and they've, they've not been working out so much. Their diet has maybe slipped a little bit. What is one thing that they can do to um, to sort of move towards that space of movement again and towards a healthier lifestyle again? So uh, just when it comes to the nutrition part of it, one thing I would like to like kind of address is uh, don't overcomplicate nutrition, right? There's nothing wrong with the kind of foods you eat. You just need to learn how to moderate it. Uh, one thing you need to keep in mind is if fitness is kind of your goal, protein does become your key kind of aspect because everything then cascades from you getting enough protein. So as long as that's in place, don't overthink your carbs. Don't overthink the fat that you're eating. Uh, Learn to moderate it. There's lots of information online on how to kind of define quantities. You can always reach out to me. I've also done videos on this. Uh, So yes, when it comes to nutrition, don't overcomplicate things. Uh, Eat in moderation. Each meal of yours should have a good quantity of carbs, proteins, fats, and vegetables, and you're good, right? A well-rounded meal will not make you be deficient in anything else. Uh, When it comes to exercise, to start off, just start off being active. Go for a run, go for a jog. Those are things that are allowed right now. Of course, don't only concentrate on cardio aspects of it. Maybe get in some push-ups, some squats. Besides me, there are a thousand other fitness influencers putting out programs Yes, these are not structured and something that you need to follow, that maybe you should follow maybe one month from now. But for now, you can do these workouts and at least get the muscles active before you get onto a structured program. So do these, hopefully within another month or two, life will resume, you'll have some kind of normalcy. I know tennis is now open, Uh, football turfs are going to be opening soon. So if you're a sports person, that's something you can get back to. Uh, stuff like that I just think we're far away from like swimming pools and stuff that kind of stuff yeah 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 and um 
so what kind of resources also could you recommend to people that it, that might be useful to our listeners like any books or podcasts that you you listen to so, um to be honest i don't have any particular book or podcast or any one person i kind of listen to and follow uh mm. specifically because that kind of limits your thought process because everyone's kind of approach to something like fitness and nutrition is different so i like to keep mm. switching it up i listen to a lot of them on youtube and sometimes it's just like random recommendations that just start after a video right so i'll kind of yeah. latch on to a topic and then just listen sometime but some and then let that go on sometimes i hear different uh different coaches talking about the same thing in different ways right uh and then take what you want from there and see what kind of uh yeah. that you kind of identify with but a few uh, uh some of them who are really good are like Jeff Nippard um Ben Bergeron then there are a couple of um other crossfit athletes who give some really good information then i follow some nba athletes and stuff like that for more like conditioning or athletic work um and then of course there's the good old athlete next who gives his spiel that everyone who is into bodybuilding kind of listens to uh mm-hmm. stuff like that right so nothing um fixed but if you do want someone for fixed kind of info you can come to me you can <laughs> you can follow at fight.sunrise got it nice nicely done there nicely done <laughs> And so what is your what is your daily routine look like? So my daily routine right now is I'm working about 15 to 16 hours because I'm kind of handling everything before I start to hire. Uh so I get up I will have two to three client inductions lined up throughout the day so I do a client induction then I program for that client which is basically a one hour talk and then two hours of programming. So this happens in three sections in the day. and in between i do reviews of clients who are finishing their month right so that yeah. takes up a lot of my time um my evenings so i basically do that from like 10 to about 7 7 to 8:30 is me time where i work out um then i have my dinner and then i deal with my canadian and us clients which happen from say 10 pm till 12 pm or 1 am um so yeah. that's kind of my routine right now which is why i have that was for the first three not first few months but basically basically may june july when stuff got really hectic and fts kind of uh, took off um now i've made it a point to take saturday a half of saturday and sundays off so my clients now know that if they message me post 4 pm on saturday they're not getting a reply till sun till monday morning unless it's something about form or their workout but questions like how many calories does this have and should i eat it right now are questions that won't be entertained saturdays and sundays <laughs> <laughs> so that's why i kind of got it right now because i i i just needed that time off to like chill be hungover you know relax oh. <laughs> uh, be hungover <laughs> um i think you have to have boundaries around things like otherwise um that's when work kind of becomes something that you you know something that you once were so passionate about and you loved when you don't have good boundaries it becomes something that is you know wears you down and so i think yeah. that that's really why that, that's a place that i really don't want to reach with something like this um absolutely so 
I, I found it. So now, like, I've obviously cut down the number of clients I've take, taken on uh, just till I can hire and set up that whole vertical um, just so that I have more peace of mind and can service the ones who are with me properly as well, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so what's next for you? What projects, what new projects are you looking, um, are you working on? So um, I have a lot of projects lined up which are going to be super yeah. exciting once COVID ends, uh, if that lockdown does. And when it comes to retreats, I was looking at doing retreats in Phuket, retreats in Alibag. I had my first one, actually, that was to be launched on 15th March, but then lockdown happened yeah. on 13th, so that kind of got canned. I had my first Phuket retreat in Feb, which had to be called off because at, at that time, Thailand was under lockdown. Uh, so yeah. all these were verticals that I had actually planned to build credibility to set up the online vertical. But now because of COVID, it's going to be happening the other way around. Um, so that's stuff that's happening. I did launch three weeks back a food vertical where I've tied up with a really uh, famous restaurant over here. And we've launched a healthy menu, right? It's not a healthy menu, it's a low-cal menu. So you're getting your pizzas, you're getting your burgers, you're getting your risottos, you're getting everything like gooey chocolate cake and stuff like that all under like 500 calories so go ahead and eat it as a normal meal right so enjoy your food get that balance i'm serving you your taste i'm serving you uh, your protein and i'm playing with the cals and fats in such a way that you're still under 500 calories for that meal so i've sat and curated all that and that's kind of taken off very well in south bombay uh, we were just looking at the numbers. And how can people how can people order that? So if you go, uh, it's called Eat Right Chef. If you go to mm -hmm. my Instagram profile and click on the link in my bio, uh, you will land mm -hmm. on that page. And there's a coupon code there as well for you all to get fifteen percent off. So that's that's Fantastic. always good. Fantastic. Now, is there um, before we finish up? Is there anything? Um, else that you would really love to share that um, I haven't asked you about and that I haven't covered? Uh, I can't think of anything. I think we've kind of gone through everything from lot. start we, to we finish. Have covered a lot. Um, yeah, I think we're good. If they have any questions, if any of the listeners have any questions, I'm always available. Oh. That, that's also, we did have a few um, listener questions actually from Instagram. So let me just pull those up. And one of them I thought was quite interesting because you have told me that you've you've got a lot of clients that are um, new mums. So I thought right. it was quite an interesting right. question. So it, quite, yeah. it's just happened in such a way that about 30% of my clients are shockingly moms, right? Mm. And um, they kept asking me, I mean, I have theoretical knowledge on stuff that they were asking me about, but obviously that's something I haven't experienced, right? on how much milk you should kind of have when you're breastfeeding and um, stuff like that when it, when, with certain remedies when it comes to stretch marks right after giving birth and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, listen, hold up. I'm making a group of all you moms. Help each other out. So now I have a little FTS moms group where they kind of like talk to each other and help each other out with stuff I obviously do not have experience in. So that, that's been yeah. a, that's a fun spin-off. That's so interesting. So this question was, um, I became a new mom just over three months ago, and part of me is absolutely exhausted, and the other part of me can't wait to get back into um, moving my body again. 
How do you? How is the best way to go about this? So, uh, when it comes to moms who've just given birth, the first thing you kind of need to be okay with or kind of sure about is how your body has healed. So people who have gotten C-sections and stuff like that obviously can't jump into workouts because those stitches and stuff have to heal, right? People who yeah. had a natural birth can probably get into it a little earlier. Uh, things you need to do first up is get your nutrition on point because now uh, obviously you're going to be breastfeeding and stuff as well, right? And a part of the reason why that person may be super exhausted all the time is maybe because they're not getting enough nutrition. Uh, so carb up. For that part she's that probably part. not getting any sleep also well, that that is <laughs> that obviously is. going to be a problem which is out of my hands because yes sleep <laughs> and recovery is key when with fitness is probably very yeah. as important as anything else so that's obviously out of my hands but yeah get your nutrition on point uh, when it comes to workouts, if she used to work out before and her forms are good, she can get right back into it. There's, there's absolutely nothing. The one thing I've kind of seen which has shocked me the most is uh, the moms are actually my best clients because they are so hell-bent on getting their uh, old bodies back that they're on it. Yeah. They will not cheat. They'll be super disciplined. They'll do their work. They'll do their workouts and they want it. They'll take out the time like... Even new, uh, new moms are suddenly like making sure they take out that one hour. They'll get up in the morning at like 5 or 4 a.m. before their kids kind of get up and start crying and get yeah. in the workout. So, I mean, if there's a will, there's a way. Uh, I, I think also it's an interesting thing. I've seen this with some of my friends when they become mothers, that they do switch into this different mode as well. And it's, it's an incredibly empowering experience. And when you think about it, you know, they kind of do feel this new sense of, I can do anything right now. Do you know what I mean? Like after the first couple of months. And I, it makes sense. They just birthed a new life into the world. So, uh, you know, it's quite an empowering experience. So I can see that drive and determination and um, that willpower there as well. Mm, it's great. Okay, and the other question, another question I have for you before we finish up is, I work out every day but just can't get rid of some some of my stubborn fat I've had for years. Okay. So okay. Um, there are two, two answers to this, right? Mm. Answer number one is if you've just been doing the same kind of stuff every day and your nutrition is the same, you're not going to see that change, right? Your body gets yeah. used to certain kind of stress that's put on it. And unless there's some kind of overload, your body is not going to evolve. Which is why you see people who go to the gym every day or go and do interval classes every day after two to three weeks, your body starts kind of stagnating, right? Yeah. So there has to be some new kind of stimulus and new kind of stress to kind of force your body uh, to burn that extra fat to release energy. So yes, go into a bigger deficit food-wise or increase your intensity workout-wise to get your body to burn fat to release that energy. Uh, yes, people have stubborn areas where they lose fat the at at the last, like in mm. in order, but it will get there. The moment you start losing fat from everywhere else, it will burn it from that stubborn area the, at the last point. So that's one way or one kind of problem she might be facing and how to solve it. The other problem she may Maybe be having is that if she's already lost a lot of weight and that's good, if it's so stubborn, it could just be loose skin, 
for someone who's lost mm. a lot of weight or something like that. So that's something that will probably just have to be looked at surgically, right? So if it's stubborn skin, that's different than stubborn fat and they're very easy to kind of confuse both of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Excellent. Thank you so much for answering those questions. And thank you um, for coming on today, Avinash. It's been a pleasure. And how is the, what's the best way for our listeners to find you? Uh, I have a website, fightthesunrise.com. Instagram is actually the easiest way to get in touch with me. I'm pretty active. So that's at fight.do.sunrise. Um, yep, these are the two basic ways. And then DM me any questions or anything. I'm pretty responsive and uh, can take it from there. We also have a Facebook page at the same kind of URL. So, yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Thanks for joining me, Avanash. It's been great. Thank you, Claire. I hope you enjoyed this episode and you got some things to take away from our amazing guests' insight. If you did enjoy this episode, please subscribe and also leave us a review. And for more information on the Hadassah Collective, you can visit our Instagram page at Hadassah Collective. I hope you'll join me again for our next episode at the same time next week. And until then, have a wonderful week.